friends, welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. As I've moved into education, I'm seeing a whole new side of wedding pros. So today, I'm going to pull back the curtain and highlight our flaws. This one is not for the faint of heart, so come with an open mind and let's be better together. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, hello friends. Yes, today I am on a mission to start a series of conversations that I want to have throughout the year. I want to hit Facebook, Clubhouse, Instagram, all the platforms, podcasts. I want to get on the stage about this. I'm so heated, so passionate. I have a flame burning within me to get this message out. And I think that we can really be better together with some awareness. It really takes awareness to be the consumer you want to attract. So what do I mean by that? So like I said in my intro, as I've moved into education, I've observed some things. I've seen some behaviors and some patterns and I'm like, really? How are you guys operating a functional business? Like people actually want to work with you? You should see my inbox. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, you're rude. Or like, what? It's going to take you six weeks to respond to that? Or you really think it's okay to ask for this, like it's mind blowing. And it really does make me pause and wonder how some of you are functioning in your businesses. Like if you can't be trusted with these small things, can you really be trusted with the big things? But I want to caveat that I know we're all human. Okay. I get it. I totally get it. We all do these things from time to time. My whole point and my whole hope for this conversation is that we can start becoming aware of some patterns that I think some of us have and break the patterns. Right. So like cool, we make a mistake, but like, is it a pattern? So as we dive into this, everyone to come with an open mind and be really honest and willing to reflect and evaluate our own behaviors and, and decide like, okay, I've made that mistake before. I'm not going to do that again. Now that I realize it, like I shouldn't have done that or dang, I do that all the time. I didn't realize that was an issue, but like now I know, so I can do better. Right. Okay. So we're just going to have an honest conversation. Like I said, I don't want to beat anyone up. I just want to point out some areas that I'm not sure we're all aware of. Okay. So yeah, take it a grain of salt. This is not personal. I'm not attacking you. I'm just pointing some things out. There are two central themes that I'm noticing among wedding pros. I'm noticing that wedding pros don't respect time or value in the same ways that they expect clients to respect them. Okay, so I've got a whole list of reasons and things and why, and we're going to go through those and I'm going to elaborate on each of them in some brief ways because I'm committed to keeping these podcasts pretty brief, but join me throughout the year because I am going to make this a series of conversations. I want to hear from you. I want to know other things that are missing on like, what else do you notice and what can we do to better ourselves? Okay, so let's go to my little list here. Number one on the list. You guys don't read. You don't read. See how sing-songy I am trying to be so nice, but like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hit you all over the heads with something through my inbox next time it comes through. Like y'all don't read. And here's, here's why that's frustrating. Y'all harp on your couples all the time. Read your contract. It's on my website. I answered that in that email two days ago, right? You hear, you seeing where I'm going with this? 
we're doing things to each other, to other businesses, to educators that we do not accept our couples doing that frustrate us from our couples. Okay. So we can't, we cannot be that type of consumer if we're expecting our couples to be a, a better consumer, right? If we're doing the things that we're educating them not to do, then like, why? Like, we can't do that. We have to meet the standards that we expect our couples to meet. Okay. So you got to read stuff. I get questions in my inbox all the time that are literally like front and center on my website or have been posted on Facebook 12 times that week. Or so many times someone says, oh, I didn't even know that you had that. And it's like, that's kind of all we talk about here. Like pay attention, maybe like, hello, hi, my name's Amber. (laughs) So yeah, like read stuff, pay attention. I get it. Okay. So it's a question you have, right? The easiest thing to do is to shoot off an email to someone to just ask the question. I'm imploring you to say to yourself, you know what? I bet they have this on their website. I'm going to go look really quick. Go search before you ask. Just do that. Because here's why. It creates work for that business. It creates extra work. And it's either that business owner that's doing it. It's either me that's doing it or I have to pay someone to, to answer it, right? Same with you. So when your couples ask you those questions, it's just one more email you've got to get out of your inbox. And it's one more email you've got to pay an assistant to respond to. See where I'm going with that? Here's another thing. Instructions seem really hard for wedding pros. And that's a little bit confusing to me because being a wedding pro requires a lot of brain cells. It's a really fast paced job industry. It's a lot of logistics, a lot of brain power, a lot of problem solving, right? Like we're kind of requires being smart and like following instructions seems to be a weakness. And it's a little it catches me off guard a little bit, if I'm totally honest. Like a lot of times I'll get, I'll send out an email and I've mapped it all out. And then someone responds and is like, where do I go for this? And it's like, it's literally in the email. It's like two lines above you or on Facebook, I'll post a link to something and they're like, Hey, where can I find this? And it's like on the post you are commenting on, like, <laughs> it's just so funny. So like follow instructions, slow down and just read it. It's all right there. Because again, what happens? Creates extra work for that owner. They have to pay someone to do it. Work, time, money, okay? These are the things that you loathe your couples doing, right? You have a process. You have spent so much time, so much energy. You've invested so much money in a process and a system. And you've got it all right there. And then they email you and you're like, hello, it's all mapped out. Okay, well, friends, (laughs) y'all are doing the same thing to me, to other educators, to other businesses, slow down. Just, it's all it takes. Just slow down. Here's another one that I see happen. Entitlement. (laughs) December 24th is not the time to like rush through and like, make sure you got all your stuff from me. And like, what is it that we say? What is it that we say? We say your lack of planning is not my emergency. Okay. So if that's what we're going to preach to our couples, then that's what you need to, to extend to whoever you're buying your gifts from or whoever the person building your house or, you know, like don't wait till the last minute to ask them all this stuff when they're trying to take off for a holiday. And it's not just holiday stuff. It's just random, like 445 emails on a Friday and then getting an email at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Like give them a hot second, give them two seconds to read their catch up. Like they have boundaries, they have work hours, just like you do. And just like you expect your clients to respect. So yeah, there just seems to be this sense of entitlement. Like, well, I emailed you this morning and I haven't gotten it by this afternoon and I paid all this money for it and I should get it. It's like, well, okay. I mean, 
Do you respond to your emails within the hour? And I don't know, some people don't even follow the instructions and then they're like demanding out stuff. And it's like, but you waited all weekend for something you could have solved because the answer was already there for you. Does that make sense? Okay, this one's silly, but I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm not even gonna elaborate. It's just obnoxious. Permanent autoresponders, turn them off. O-M-G, no, just no. Like there's a better process for that, okay? Like if email's not your thing, if you're a florist and you're always standing and you're never at your computer or you know, you're a wedding planner and every day is different and changes, like, okay, we get that. Educate your couples on that. They don't need an autoresponder every time they email you. It is obnoxious. Have those autoresponders on for when you're on vacation or for when you have a particular thing come in and you're going to be slow for the next week or two, okay? Otherwise, you just need to simply educate them or have that statement in their contract or on the website. Like, make sure that they know that you don't respond to emails right away and that they should text you if there's something more urgent, okay? So, like, the permanent autoresponders are, they're a bit of a turnoff, quite frankly. Ghosting. Let's talk about ghosting. (laughs) This is a biggie, right? I mean, do I even need to elaborate? Like, I think maybe some of you probably even just laughed out loud. I hope someone spit out their water or coffee because like, yeah, (laughs) this is our biggest pet peeve as wedding pros when our couples do this, right? I bet you've done it today to somebody. I bet you've done it to somebody in this last week. Think back through the inquiries you've made in your life about the plumber, about kids' soccer team, about someone for social media management that you never responded back to. I guarantee that you are ghosting people just as much as you're being ghosted and you're You're not realizing that. So like, don't be a ghoster. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. Fair? Is that fair? I think that's fair. Okay. Questioning prices. Well, let me ask you this. Do you pay their bills? Do you set their goals? Because if not, like, cool. Like, if it's not a price point that works for you, then like, move on. But like, don't question why they are priced a certain way. The only thing that you should assume about someone's pricing is that they've done the work to get to their pricing where they want it or need it or see fair or fit. And maybe that just means that you aren't their ideal client, right? So same as we're teaching our couples here, right? Like, please don't question me on my pricing. Like, I know my value. I'm the hero of your wedding day. I'm the planner and you, like, this pricing point is super fair. In fact, it's probably even under my market, you know, averages, but like, like, we don't want them to question us. So why are we questioning other professionals? Not even in our wedding industry, outside our wedding industry. Like the cost of the vet care. I don't know. That just came to mind. But like questioning prices really isn't our business. Okay. DMing business owners. So just as that's not really organized for you, that's not organized for me or other pros either. So like also, I think it's important to note that like a lot of times those are not seen, right? So I have a big rule in refine. Do not PM me on Facebook. Sometimes I see them and I I don't even open them. I just delete them because it is plastered everywhere. I have mentioned it a thousand times. So I wouldn't even have Facebook if it weren't for business. I would focus on Instagram because I feel like it's a little more my speed. But I can't get off of Facebook because I make my income from it, (laughs) essentially. But because I have also a personal space there, right? Like, the private messages need to be my private messages among my friends or family or whatever. Like it gets so confusing when there's business stuff in there. So it's not organized. I don't always see them. They go to these other folders. I don't think to check those because why should I check those anyway? So 
I have admittedly invited you guys into that on my Instagram account because of the podcast over this last season. I think I'm going to, we're going to, moving forward, we're going to close that door and just stick with email because it is more organized and I'm not seeing all the messages in even my Instagram. So yeah, we don't see those. They're not organized. They get lost. Or here's what happens. Here's the, here's the main reason I, 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 I have that agenda in Facebook is like someone will send me something and I, it's like 10 o'clock at night when they send it right? Well, there's no boundary there. So then I'm either expected to answer it when I see it, or maybe I'm not because we're cool like that. But then like, I totally forget about it the next day because it's not at all in front of me in my workflow the way it should be. Does that make sense? Like, so DMing business owners, I'm not going to Facebook message the plumber. I'm going, I keep using the plumber. We're going to use the plumber as examples all day here. I'm going to, I'm going to call them. I'm going to email them. I'm going to use the proper channels. Okay. One other thing that I think is curious is why we're asking clients to get insurance, but we're not properly licensed and insured ourselves. Okay. Like I'm not even going to elaborate on that. Like that's, if you didn't crumble because of COVID over that, then like bless you and Godspeed, but the shoe will drop at some point, go get some insurance, go get a license, do it the right way. Okay. This is a favorite <laughs> language like cheap and free and affordable and so like that okay well that's all relative so when we use language like that in society whether it's on some mom swap page on facebook or i don't know in the office with your full-time job and this is your side gig and you're just asking people hey back to the plumber thing hey i'm looking for a cheap plumber i'm looking for a reasonable plumber like i'm looking for an affordable one okay well like what does that mean for you how about like Let's shift our language here. Let's use value-based language and say, hey, what's a fair price for a plumber? Does anyone have a plumber that's that's priced fairly or competitively? This is what I can afford. Do you know someone in this price bracket? Is there someone in this range? What is the range for a plumber? What is reasonable for this? And like ask those kinds of questions as opposed to like saying, I need a reasonable plumber. That is super relative, right? Like everyone's on a budget, millionaires on our budget, right? But it's a different budget than you know, the everyday Joe and Jane, like it's all different. But when we use words like cheap and free out and about in society, it's a mindset thing, right? So like, then we're expecting couples to not use that language and not expect that from us. Like, I feel like when we're out and about, if we can start using this language, there's only so many of us, right? Okay. I'm not saying that we can go change the world here, but I think that there's some, some education that we can do by shifting this language. I really do. So think through that. Another thing here while we're talking about money is like just the double standards I see on asking for discounts. So I'll just use myself, for example, like, please don't ask me for things that you won't offer for your couples, right? Like we, Refine's pretty like hefty on that teaching of discounts. Like don't go for the discount thing. That's dangerous. It's a dirty word. I feel, I feel like discounts get people in trouble in a lot of different ways. And that's a whole episode in and of itself. But like, I think we should look at bonuses and add-ons and things like that, right? So like, then why are you in my inbox asking for a discount? I don't get that. Like, just wait till you can afford it or find the one that you can't afford. Cause like I've priced, I don't know. You see where I'm going with that? Okay. So like another aspect of that is like asking for an extension of a deal that you missed. I mean, deals are sometimes out there for particular reasons, like trying to meet a certain goal at a certain time by a certain deadline or tax purposes, or there's so many different back end behind the reasons, behind the scenes reasons why someone might offer a coupon, right? And if you miss the coupon, you miss the coupon. But just, I don't know, this isn't old Navy where they'll like go price match and stuff. We're talking small businesses here. So 
you know, be mindful of that stuff. I guess you get 0% of what you don't ask for. It's all in your approach and how you ask for it. But like, I don't know, just think about that. And asking for payment plans on things where like, you're going to get the services up front. Like, is that totally fair to the person you're asking of this? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of danger in payment plans when services are all provided up front, even with a contract, because you know, just as well as I do, like collecting on a $200 payment is like, it's kind of impossible. Like you see people not pay them all the time. So like, how is the other small business that you're asking to do that on going to collect from you? And you may very well have every intention of paying it or like, you know, I'm sure that the couples that signed up with you at the beginning did too, right? Like, but what if something goes wrong or like, your life changes or I don't know. See where I'm going with that? If not, I don't know. I don't want to belabor it. Okay. So here's another thing that I don't know that consumers think about, but I think it's important to know and understand. When we ask for price adjustments because we missed a coupon, that actually costs the small business owner money. Okay. So for example, I get airbrush tans. Confession. I love airbrush tans. And the way I do that is I wait till they have sales and I go buy a big gift card because then it's like 25% off and it's a better way. It's a more economic way for me to do it. Right. Okay. Well, over the holidays, I, they had one of their sales, right. I kind of just wait for that stuff. And then I was watching a movie and not paying attention because I'm human. Like I said, at the very top of this, we make mistakes and I purchased the gift card and I forgot to punch in the coupon code. Okay. Well, what I see happen in my inbox is people then email me and ask for that adjustment and it's whatever, like, but that adjustment costs me money. So I get a credit card fee for that. And so then it's not only the, the sale promo, it's also the like seven bucks I lost in the adjustment. So then like, yeah. So I did not go to my, I didn't go to my airbrush salon and ask them to adjust it. Cause I made a mistake and I knew that it was going to cost them money in the fees and the money in admin time. Like my friend Isabel that owns that salon is going to have to pay the front desk staff to do that. Right. So like, that's not the end of the world, but like, just try not to make those things patterns. Right. Like if it's a big thing, then like, yeah, raise your hand. But if it's something like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, like, like you made a mistake, live with it. I don't to tell you, (laughs) um, don't cost that person money or, or if you're asking for that adjustment, say, Hey, I know that this will cost you money in credit card fees. Please adjust accordingly. I want to respect that. Like just, y'all don't know that. There's not a way for you to know that. So I'm just letting you know, it does cost a business money. Asking vendors for free things. Y'all have heard me preach about this for years and years. Like stop asking for free shit, y'all. Like you're not giving it away. Don't ask them to give it away. And this goes for friends. This go. I mean, like your friends run businesses. So I think wedding pros, we all become good friends, right? And so we're like, hey, can you, can I have those flowers for whatever? And like, I'll, you know, just, can you bring some cake over to this? And yeah, I mean, like they're paying for that stuff. So there's a better way to do that and can't be with expecting or entitlement or any of that. It's gotta be like a trade or offer to pay for costs or like things like that. But I mean, I'd get one step further and just not even ask. I have episodes on this specifically, but I think that, yeah, this goes for any businesses. Like you guys have friends with Etsy shops. You have friends that are plumbers, back to the plumbers. Like they have a trade and they have a value and they have bills to pay. Okay. Here's another one. Emailing at all. And we're almost done with my list. Emailing at all hours over the holidays, things like that. I've already mentioned some of that. So respecting time and meeting deadlines, paying on time. Like this is just a general umbrella of like time, right? So like, God, you gotta drag your feet on paying on time or meeting deadlines. And like, how many times do your couple's drive you bonkers on this, right? Like it's like pulling teeth to get them to fill out that form. 
Well, same with the plumber. Like they can't come do their job until you answer the questions, but then you're frustrated with them because they didn't, you know, do whatever. Like you had an expectation of them. It's like, well, you didn't follow the process. So it delayed the process. (laughs) So, and then like, I know we email at all different random times. I think that it can be really helpful sometimes. And this is on the receiver. Like the receiver doesn't have to feel pressure, but like, come on, we feel pressure, right? Like, I will just tell you that it is really, really cool when in my inbox, I get an email from someone on a Thursday afternoon or Friday afternoon and they say, hey, I know we're all leading into the weekend. Don't worry about this until Monday. Of course, I'm not going to worry about it till Monday, but I just love the acknowledgement and the respect and that just like added sentence. And sure, maybe it's just extra time for you to type that and like, it feels like fluff and whatever, but like, I'm telling you, those people stand out to me and I want to bend over backwards for those kinds of people. So Maybe it's not necessary, but it goes a long way for a small business owner. Don't you love that when your couples do it? When your couples email you and say, hey, I'm just shooting this off while it's on my mind. Don't worry about it until whatever. Like there's a sense of freedom in that. You don't feel the pressure. And sure, you can choose to feel the pressure or not because it is Friday at five o'clock. You can say, you know what? It's Friday at five o'clock. I'm not worried about it. But like you kind of do, don't you? (laughs) I know. I see you. Okay. Last two. Texting business owners because they are your friends instead of following the process or emailing. Y'all, they got businesses to run. They got to be organized. Like they don't need your text messages when it's probably on your website anyway, like on the website anyway. Like go read their website, answer your own questions. Like treat them the way you want to be treated. We do that with wedding pros because we become friends. But ultimately, like when I text the venue owner and say, hey, real quick, are you available on this date? Like it's just why? Like, follow the process. There's a reason for it. It's helpful to them. It keeps them organized. They can file it. They know where to follow up, things like that. That's just one mere example. But in general, a lot of the texts that I get from friends are things that could have been answered if they were paying attention elsewhere, right? So like, I don't know. And I'm really bad at texts anyway. So it just kind of creates a little bit of stress for me. Maybe that's just me. Some of you guys love it. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Last one. Last one, big one. Don't you gotta love how we educate our couples day in and day out on hiring a professional and not doing it themselves and how, you know, what the, like the dangers in that are, okay? And then what do we do? Go build our own websites. We go and do our own social media marketing and we try to do our own SEO We preached hiring professionals and we don't hire professionals. We try to do it all of ourselves, okay? So like, if you truly believe the only way or the best way for them to accomplish something is to hire a professional, then believe that for yourself because it's actually really true. The more I outsource to a professional, the more money I make. Full stop, end of story, period. That is the whole truth right there, my friends. So Sure. Some of you have some skill sets that are incredible in social media. And some of you can build beautiful websites and like know your skill sets, right? But like, don't sit there and try to learn something that'll take you weeks and hours to do when there's someone that can do it professionally. It saves you time, which saves you money in the long run because you can be doing things that make you money. Okay. So don't preach about hiring professionals and then not hire professionals. And I was talking about this with someone the other day that does website stuff And you know what she said to me? And this was like power quote. She goes, (laughs) we were talking on Facebook. So I actually copied and pasted exactly what she said. I'm going to read it. She says, 
There's a reason I got out of focusing my website development on wedding professionals ages ago. The writing is very much on the wall. Whoa. When she works with a variety of industries and she can call out wedding professionals in this very specific way, yikes, guys. The writing's very much on the wall, is what she said. So I think we can do better together. I really, really do. And this conversation may have been uncomfortable for some people. Some people might have felt called out. Other people might have been like, yeah, preach it, sister. And, you know, there's probably things that you may personally feel like don't need to be on this list or no big deal. And that's fine and fair and cool, whatever. Like we all have different target audiences. And there are some things that you probably think of that should be on this list. And I would love to know what those are. Will you please email them to me at hello at refineforweddingplanners.com? Because like I said, I plan to have lots and lots of conversations about this throughout the year and I need your input. So if there's something I left off this list, please let me know. Okay, that's it for today's episode. And once again, I think this topic is just something that can better industry in so many ways. We get what we put out there. I'd love to see us taking more responsibility and manifesting our way into better quality clients by putting our best selves out there. My vendor reconciliation kit will 100% have your vendors singing your praises. It's a kit of email templates that essentially make sure that you have your basis covered throughout the wedding, like through, through the reconciliation process. And it's all worded in a really clear way that sets expectations and presents boundaries, but at the same time also really respects theirs, which I think is a lot of times lacking and missing between planners and other wedding pros. And so this will set you apart. <laughs> My vendors love how I approach them with respect and I get so much feedback on it. And so take a look at those, look at that kit and see if it could help you with some of these things. Um, in fact, my email template kit is another really great tool for ensuring your wordsmithing is on point. <laughs> I'm kind of a wordsmith queen, like writing is my jam and my email templates are pretty killer. I'm really confident in those. So the email template kit is really just a set of emails that's there to help you answer those tricky, hard to answer emails with tact, grace, and backbone, really. So hop on over to the Refine shop at refineforweddingplanners.com and check those out and see if those can help you. So, okay, as we wrap up, do me a favor, take a screenshot while listening and share on your Instagram story. Like, share, or leave a review. Those things mean the world to me. I mean, that's what we're talking about with our couples, right? If we're, at, if we're begging our couples to do these things, we should do them for other businesses, okay? So that would mean the world to me if you would share about this, leave a review, whatever. And yeah, if you have questions or an idea for another show or an idea on this topic, yeah, shoot me an email. Hello at refineforweddingplanners.com. Thanks for joining me and I will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.